Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brie Movie Podcast, a podcast about movies, TV, and the occasional reality TV show. Hi! Hello, guys and girls. Um, just want to say thank you for listening. If you're, if you are listening to this, thank you. It means a lot to me that you are here today as I spoil Paranormal Activity 2. Before we get started, I have to say some things. And I have an enemy, and the enemy is AMC. So I had been a loyal A-plus member or whatever it's called. I paid for the option where you could buy, you could see three movies a week and you would pay, I think, 25 a month, whatever. I've been doing this for a while, like since before the pandemic, I think I started, I was a a member. Okay. You would think that subscriptions, whatever. Anyway, In March, my credit card information got stolen, and I realized this because someone made a purchase at Jamba Juice, and I haven't been to Jamba Juice in 15 years or something. So that was a red flag. They also got themselves an ESPN Plus subscription. Not gonna lie, sounds like a great day. I don't know, but... I had to switch my card. AMC has this dumb rule that if they try to charge your card twice and it um, doesn't work, they ban you from being a Stubbs member for six months. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry my credit card got stolen. And I'm sorry that they used it to go to Jamba Juice. And because of this, you are just going to cancel my, I can't like pay you guys for six months. It's like, okay, great. I don't have to pay you, but why would you not? It's very dumb. It's actually the dumbest thing that's ever happened to me. Like, why would you ban me when I was about to put in my like new card inform? Yeah. My roommate's cat, Honeybiz. Oh, oh my gosh. She sounds so cute, Honeybiz. Her name is Honeybee. Honeybee, you made an appearance. You're so cool. Okay, so my rant about AMC is over. Let's jump into Paranormal Activity 2. So Paranormal Activity 2 is focused on Christy. And if you don't remember from the first movie, the first movie revolved around Katie, but this one revolves around her sister, Christy, and her husband, her stepdaughter, and her newborn son. And they all live in this big house in California. So yes, so this is the story of Christy's family. Okay. So like always, there is text on the screen and it says Paramount 
would like to thank the families of the deceased and the Carlsbad Police Department. Okay. So the the first footage we see of the movie is home video. Allie, who is Dan's daughter from a previous relationship, or yeah, a previous relationship. And the sister it has her little camcorder that she borrowed from the library um, from college or something. And she is just filming Hunter, the, her new baby brother, coming home from the first time. It's a cute family, a family-friendly video. We meet Martine, the nanny, and we meet Abby, the dog, who is an absolute queen. And we also meet Dan, who's Christy's husband, who is really annoying. Okay, so this movie, like Paranormal Activity, it has night one, August 25th, all those subtitles, but we don't have them yet. And it is kind of jarring because because Aunt Katie, that's right, Katie, who got possessed by the demon at the end of the last movie, arrives at her sister's house and she's completely fine. She's like, hi, Christy. Like, this is, I don't know. They're acting like sisters. Katie seems completely normal. And it's, I love this because it keeps us guessing, wait, isn't she supposed to be possessed by the demon at this point? And is she faking it? Does her sister's family know she killed her boyfriend? Like, they don't, we don't know what details, we don't know the details. And it's very, very interesting. I was at the edge of my seat. And later that day, Allie, the daughter, asks Auntie Katie, hey, where's Mika today? And Katie says that he's not feeling up to it today. He's not feeling up to hanging out today. So, You're thinking, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, okay, is, did Katie already kill Mika? And is she covering for himself, for herself? What is happening? So a few days after Hunter comes home, we see footage of the house just being, it's trashed, but nothing was stolen. There's pee in the basement, but it wasn't from the dog. So people, I mean, the family's like who peed in the basement and Christy is a little bit more nervous, that's Katie's sister, about the break-in than Allie. Um, Allie, the teenager, she says she's fine, whatever. And Christy, she's a little nervous. She's she's acting similar to when Katie first saw the paranormal activity on camera for the first time. She's acting, uh, she's, she's acting a bit nervous. So the dad decides to buy a security footage and I think there's six cameras in total and there's a camera in the living room and a camera facing the pool and then there's a camera in Hunter's room and I think those are the three main places the living room and Hunter's room that's when where the most paranormal activity takes place night one August 7th 2006 Nothing really happens on camera the first night, but the next morning, Allie, the teenager, checks the footage and she sees the nanny, Hunter's nanny, Martine, saging the house and uh, blessing it. 
Allie then questions Martine about the saging of the house, and Martine replies and says that there are bad things in the house, and she's just getting rid of the rude spirits. And Night 2, August 8, 2006. At 1.33 a.m., Hunter wakes up crying. Okay, we see Katie wake up in the middle of the night and go to Hunter's room and rock him back to sleep. But she is in the same PJ set she was wearing when she killed Mika in the previous movie. So your mind is like, okay, did she... Did she wash her clothes and then wear the PJ set when she had a sleepover at her sister's house? That's so odd. Was the demon like, hey, use Clorox for the shirt? Okay. The next day, everyone is in the kitchen. Christy, the dad, the daughter, Hunter, the nanny, and Katie is there as well. And all of a sudden, we see Mika alive and well hug Katie. And then the text on the screen says, 60 days before the death of Mika Sloat. Okay. Do you guys see what's going on? Do you guys see what's going on? This is paranormal activity too. But what we are seeing is footage before Mika's death. And it gets you thinking, are the events of this film the catalyst for Katie's hauntings? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Yeah, it is, but I don't know. Night three, August 9th, 2016, 3.18 a.m. Baby Hunter is wide awake in his crib talking. And then one of his toys turn on turns on without a trigger. There's definitely some demon activity going on in the baby's room, but the baby is talking to the demon, so they are friends. But Hunter isn't possessed. I think he's just curious. The next morning, Christy and Allie are looking for are looking through an old photo album and Christy takes out a picture of Katie and it's the same picture that Mika finds in the attic in the first movie that have the four corners burnt. But the photo we see is perfectly fine. No damage. Huh? Huh? Okay. Night four, August 10th, 2006. At 3.06 a.m., there's a low humming, rattling. Then, the next morning, Abby, is the dog, queen dog, is barking at the basement door. And night five, August 11th. Martine is in the house alone with Hunter. And she hears some weird sounds. And then... Martine hears a crash coming from upstairs while she's downstairs alone, Hunter's sleeping. She hears a crash upstairs, runs up to Hunter's room, 
Um, the dog is barking. Hunter is crying. 20 minutes later, we see footage of Martine's saging the house with Hunter in her arms. And the parents come back and are really concerned. The dad says, you can't have fumes around the baby. And it's just a huge commotion. And the next morning, we see Dan, the dad, firing Martine, the nanny, the best character in the movie. And um, while Dan is sending Martine off, you hear him say, sorry, I don't believe in that stuff. Okay, so Martine obviously knew paranormal activity was going on in the house. She was trying to save the family, but because Dan has like zip-up sweatshirts, she's, she's fired. Okay. Later that day, um, Dan takes control of the home video camera and is filming Allie and is trying to cheer her up because Allie is pissed that Martine is gone. And the dad tries to joke and says that she was too witchy and then makes another all-color joke about Martine slaughtering goats. And, you know, from this scene, you realize that the dad in this movie is Mika, like, light, Mika light. Like, Mika, if 10 years later, or just, like, another form of douche that inspires Mika to get a camera. This man inspires Mika to get the camera, okay? And paranormal activity. Like, that is the reason. This man. Okay. Night 10, August 16, 2006. At 3.39 a.m., Christy is in Hunter's room. And on the kitchen cam, we see one of um, the kitchen pops that's hanging on, like, a hook fall off. Christy goes to investigate. She puts the pan back on the hook. And then while she's looking out the window, the pan falls off the hook again. And she is very frightened by this, runs up the stairs whimpering. And it's kind of the first time we see Katie just really express genuine fear without obscuring or hiding it. So yeah, this is crucial. The next day, um, the family is having pool day at Christy and Dan's house. Katie and Mika come, come over. Mika is still alive. Dan tells Mika in a douche manner that they have a ghost. And then Mika and Dan proceed to mock Christy about the house being haunted. And then they start like taunting Katie too, because they are like, yeah, we were freaked out by stuff when we were younger, but it's gone, whatever. But they, they keep mocking them and it's just an asshole move. Okay. 9-11, August 17th. At 2.53 a.m., the stove burner turns on automatically, causing the fire alarm to go off. The next day, Christy explains to Dan um, about the, like, pan that fell off the hook and dan is mocking her and saying well if you put it up a second time you probably put it it up wrong the first time which led to you putting it up wrong the second time and then he mansplains and says do you want me to show you do you think this man's fate will be similar to mika's yes it will because this guy sucks later that night dan is talking to his daughter Allie. And Allie expresses to him that 
the ghost stuff is awesome. But Dan, this is the first time we see Dan, the dad, show any empathy. Allie says that Christy sees the ghost haunting them as harmful and dangerous. But Allie thinks that maybe it is someone good trying to connect to them beyond the grave. And she expresses to her dad what it's mom. So right in that moment, you kind of see... you. You realize Allie's mom, Dan's former, Dan's former lover, possible wife passed away. And Allie is kind of hopeful that this activity is her deceased mom trying to communicate. So you kind of see her motivations. It makes you like Allie, um, Allie a bit more because at first she's like, this ghost stuff is awesome, but she's looking at it as as something else, something more positive, which I do like. Night 12, August 18, 2006. At 3.14 a.m., Hunter is standing up in his crib talking to something. A ba 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 And Abby is, like, barking in Hunter's room. The next day, Dan plays a prank on Christy, which involves him attaching something to the pool cleaner to make it jump out of the pool and you know terrify Christy and Allie thinks it's a funny prank but Christy does not Dan is just saying it was only a joke blah 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 and Christy says you know I really don't like it when you take me seriously the same day Dan goes for uh, a 5 p.m swim and After getting out of the pool, he jumps into the hot tub like rich people do. And it is boiling hot, like scalding hot. And he is freaking out. Dan's like, did you turn the heat up in the hot tub? And it's like, and Allie says, no, I haven't been in there for two days. He's like, it's boiling. It's boiling. And Christy and, um... Christy and Allie are laughing because he's being so dramatic, but also I believe that the demon probably turned turned up the hot tub a little bit. Okay. An hour later, it's date night. Remember when Katie and Mika went on their date night and before they left, Mika set up the Ouija board in their living room and then it caught fire. Okay. Anyway, it's date night for Dan and Christy. And Allie is tasked to watch her brother for the evening while the parents are away. Okay, date night. Okay, date night. Woo. It's date night, right? Okay. I need to scroll down. My notes are a little bit discombobulated tonight. Just a little. Allie is at home babysitting her brother. Abby the dog is there. And her little boyfriend comes over and brings an Ouija board. Brings a Ouija board. Her little boyfriend comes over and brings a Ouija board. Nothing really happens at first. The guy um, is moving it or he admits, admits that the first time they were trying it out, he was moving the the pointer or whatever. Um, but then they try it a second time and the boyfriend's still laughing at his original joke he made, but Allie is like, stop moving it this time. And he's like, I'm not moving it. You are. And it spells out H U N 
T-E. Hmm, I wonder what that spells. If the demon completed that, what would it spell? Hunter? You're right. Hunter. Okay. At 11.06 p.m., Allie is sleeping downstairs. And the TV she was watching turns to static. There's low rumbling. Then she bolts upright. (gasps) She gasps. (laughs) And sees that the front door of the house is slightly ajar. Um, She shuts the door and then goes upstairs to check on Hunter. But um, when she starts to walk upstairs, she hears a knock at the door. And... She goes back downstairs, opens up the door, walks outside, and then the door shuts by itself. Allie is locked out. The parents are out on the date. Hunter, the baby, and Abby are in the house alone. And then we hear heavy footsteps, but no one is there. And the footsteps we hear walk into Hunter's room. and. Similar to the first paranormal activity, remember when Katie got dragged by an invisible force out of bed? This happens to Hunter. He's like dragged by an invisible force out of his crib. And then I guess, yeah, the it, the demon gets him out of the crib, but then he just sets him down. Okay. So now that Hunter is out of the crib, he's giggling around the house. He's laughing. And you hear um, a lullaby from a toy, but we can't hear the source. We don't see the toy. At 1118, Allie is still locked out of the house. Hunter opens the basement door. The baby, right? Uh. And then at 1125, so seven minutes have passed and we don't see what happened in those seven minutes. We see him crawling up the stairs. We don't know if he went into the basement or not. What was captured? Why couldn't we see it? At 1135 p.m., the parents come home from the date. Allie is not home. She's still locked out of the house, but we don't know where she is. Checks. uh, Christy runs upstairs and checks on Hunter and he is back in his crib. Allie comes home um, and she tries to explain that she got locked out. She tells her dad and stepmom, Christy, she was taking a nap and then she felt something calling her name. And Dan said, you know, the wind probably blew the door closed. And he tells Christy and Allie, I don't want to hear anything more about this haunted house crap. And then he goes, you guys are driving me crazy. (laughs) You're driving me crazy, Dan. You're driving me crazy. After this incident, Allie does a story time video blog and says that she's been having nightmares that her teeth are falling out. And she sees a guy at the foot of her bed um, watching her sleep or she senses someone there watching her sleep. Outside, Allie and her little boyfriend are doing research on her laptop, and she tells him that she thinks that there is a demon in the house. Then, 
Allie makes her little boyfriend read the following statement from the web site. It has been said that if a human makes a bargain with a demon for wealth, power, or any other benefit, they must forfeit their firstborn male. If the debt is not honored, the demon will follow the defaulter and his or her brood until its soul of an infant is collected. Okay. Night 17, August 23rd, 20, 2006. <laughs> we hear a thud. Allie wakes up. <clears throat> It must be witching hour. I didn't write the timestamp, but it's always witching hour. It's like witching hours from, they say three to four, but I think it's basically from 2.12 to 3.48 a.m. So it's probably between 2.12 and 3.48 a.m. There's a thud. Allie wakes up. She turns on the home video camera to investigate. And throughout this whole movie, they use sound in a very clever way whenever the demon is around you hear humming and at first i thought it was just the ac because acs are loud especially in the summertime but actually it's probably like the demon humming it's the demon humming every time there's paranormal activity we hear the demon humming and it subsides when there's not activity going on and we don't hear the ac The next morning, Allie is telling Christy about her encounter last night with the thumping and the toy. And Allie says it freaks her out because it reminded her of what Martine said, the the nanny that got fired, about the house. Katie, sorry, Christy said she doesn't have an explanation, but that she remembers being scared all the time, but she doesn't really remember. Later that day, Christy and Katie... Remember Katie, guys, from the first movie? She's not possessed yet because this is the prequel to the first movie, okay? So later that day, Christy and Katie are hanging out with Hunter. Christy tells Katie that whatever happened when they were little is starting again at her house. Katie gets very, very firm. And she gets big sister like and says, I don't want to talk about this. And Christy says she doesn't really remember that much. And Katie says that she remembers. She remembers her Christy crying and Christy having panic attacks. And Katie says she remembers weird people would come to the house and their mom was really sad. And that this thing thrived on fear. And the more attention you gave it, the worse it got. And Katie tells Christy, listen, you just have to ignore it or you will end up like mom. Okay. Later in the afternoon, Christy is alone with Hunter. In the house, it's 8.28 p.m. No, false. It's 3.28 p.m. Hunter is napping. Christy's in the kitchen about to read a magazine when... Suddenly, all at once, all of the cabinets and drawers in the kitchen just pop open. It's terrifying. Christy runs upstairs and shouts, God, leave me alone. 
After Christy is spooked by the kitchen activity, Allie comes back from walking the dog and can tell that Christy seems off and asks her if she is okay while Christy frantically puts on a shade of lip balm in her bathroom. Christy whispers to Allie that Katie told her that they cannot talk about these things because it will just get worse. Allie calls her little boyfriend after this conversation with Christy and says, what if Christy's great grandmother made a deal with a demon so she could get rich? Allie then said she went through the entire family line and that Hunter is the firstborn male on Christy's side. Night 19, August 25th, 2006. August 25th is my birthday, by the way. So this happened on my birthday. At 12.49 a.m., the door to the basement opens up by itself. Abby, the dog, goes to investigate. Then we kind of see Abby downstairs near the kitchen having a tug of war with something. And then you hear Abby whimper and you see her like taken off screen. This wakes up the entire family and Allie and Dan take um, Abby to the hospital. And by Allie and Dan and Abby leaving, this leaves Christy alone in the house with only Hunter. At 1.38 a.m., um, she's sitting on the stairs and this is where we left her at 12.55 a.m. when Allie, Dan, and Abby leave the house. Um, yeah, she's sitting on the stairs for an hour. Then she goes to check on Hunter. But right when she is about to step inside his room, like Katie... And forces her out of Hunter's room, drags her down the stairs, and then drags her into the basement, and then the door shuts. So this happens at 1.48 a.m. Then at 2.58 a.m., the basement door opens. Christy walks out of the basement like nothing happened, but she's kind of like robot. Okay, she's giving what Katie was giving when Mika found her outside on the swing and she didn't want to go inside even though it was really cold. Okay, that's kind of happening to Christy right now. The next day, we learn that Abby is okay. She is still at the hospital, but she had a seizure. And Allie tells us that Abby has never had a seizure before. Dan has a meeting in Portland. <clears throat> So he's rushing out of the house and he gives Hunter to Allie and tells Allie before leaving that he can't get Christy out of bed. At 1.32 p.m., while Allie is reading in the living room, she hears thumping and goes to open the basement door. And behind the basement door, you see scratches. And some of the scratches look like someone is trying to escape, but other scratches look like letters but not it doesn't spell a word but it is they are pointed scratches at certain angles that make it seem like it's a symbol or a message or something in another language Allie then goes to check on hunter and christy is in hunter's room laying lying down on like a lounge chair 
turning away from Hunter and facing the door, she's not so much mothering him like we've seen in previous scenes. She's more guarding him like Abby did. You know, Abby faced the door of the dog. Now Christy, I mean, yeah. Later in the day, Hunter is wailing in his room. But Christy is out of the chair, but standing, looking out at the window. And um, when Allie goes to comfort Hunter, Christy immediately turns around, turns to Allie and says, don't touch him. It is so scary. Okay. Allie is a little smarty pants. She is smart. And is like, I need to go check the security footage from last night and see what's going on. She sees Christy being dragged by an invisible force in the basement. Then she shows her dad. And by now, finally, the dad is like, yo, something's up. The pair of them decide to give Martine a call. The dad invites her over and she gives Dan a cross and tells him that the cross will knock Christy out. We see Martine and Dan having a conversation and we hear Dan say, no, 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 no way. We can't do this to her family. Are they talking about Katie and Mika? What? Yes, they are. A few minutes later in the kitchen, Allie and Dan are having an argument. Allie says, you know, it's Christy's sister. Allie says, we can transfer it to someone else. But Dan explains that Martine told him it has to be a blood relative. Dan assures his daughter that Christy isn't going to remember and that no one will ever find out they transferred the demon who's got a hold of Christy to her sister, Katie. The sequel prequel has hit its climax, guys. This is the reason Katie was haunted in the first movie. Because the demon was originally with her sister. But then her sister's husband and stepdaughter transferred the demon to Katie's house. Um, and... Three weeks later, huh? Christy and Katie are hanging out and Christy seems normal and bright. She tells Katie, hey, there's no demon here. Ha ha ha. And Katie tells Christy that things are starting to happen at her house now too. Right? Christy does not know that her husband... And stepdaughter transferred the demon to Katie, and that's why she's having activity. Okay. Um, after this scene, right, of Katie talking about how activity is now happening at her house, the next scene is the first scene we see from the first paranormal activity. Katie driving up to the house in a white convertible. Mika with the big camera filming her. Tells her he got the camera. I got the camera. He was inspired 
by Christie's husband who got the security cameras and a home video camera to get a giant camera. That is the catalyst. Christie's family is the entire catalyst for the first paranormal activity movie. It is so good. Okay. So after we see the first scene from the first paranormal activity movie, we see um, there, there is text on the screen and the text says Mika was killed on October 8th. So you notice how the second movie took place in the summer. It took place during August. And then I believe like the first paranormal activity movie took place in September to early October. Yeah. Mika's death was October 8th. Okay. All right, guys. This is when it gets really crazy. Oh, Katie from the first movie. Fast forward to October 9th. This is the day after Katie is possessed by the demon and kills Mika. This is a day after. Okay. So we are back at we're back we are back at Christie's house. We are back at Christie's house. We know Katie has killed Mika at this point and she's possessed. But we don't really know where she is. But Katie does show up creepily and it is clear that she is still possessed by the demon. She's wearing the same PJ set that she was wearing when she killed Mika with the shirt with the blood. Um, Katie kills Dan, the dad. <laughs> she then kills the sister the same way that she killed Mika by forcing her body into one of the security cameras. I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. And then she takes Hunter. Um, Abby is still in the hospital, I'm assuming from the seizure, but Katie still possessed, takes Hunter and walks away with him, walks out of the room, walks out of Hunter's room. And then we hear Hunter laughing. And then the movie ends. And then we get this on-screen text. Allie returned from a school trip and found the bodies of Christy and Daniel Ray on October 12, 2006. And found the bodies of Christy and Daniel Ray on October 12, 2006. Katie and Hunter's whereabouts remain unknown. Wow, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my recap of Paranormal Activity 2. I need to really, I, I'm going to do the third one because the third Paranormal Activity is, takes place in the 80s and it is about Katie and Christy when they were younger. So this is literally the prequel, prequel, prequel to the movies and then the rest jump forward into the future but it, it, it's going back i like the third one a lot um i think it is one that i would most likely want to watch with friends it's a very friend friday night movie where paranormal activity one is like 
maybe for a Monday night and Paranormal Activity 2 is like a Wednesday afternoon type movie. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate, you know, all of the support of whoever is listening and, you know, happy Halloween. Um, Okay, guys. Bye. Love you all. Oh my God. You guys are so cute. Oh my God. You guys are so interesting. Okay. I'm really tired. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bye guys.